calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. (sighs) We did it. I still can't believe we got this project done so fast and so well. When I'm in New York. I'm in Chicago. And I'm in L.A. But we're making it happen in Miro. Together. Our best work just happens faster on Miro's collaborative online whiteboard. No more scheduling meeting after meeting for work that could happen from anywhere. Whether it's getting design feedback here, mapping timelines here, or brainstorming next steps here. It all just happens on the Miro board. Exactly. And it's nice not having to wait an entire day to get sign-off from this guy. Hey! Well, it is true. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com. The first three boards are free forever. That's M-I-R-O.com. Hey, everyone. This is John Roca, one third of the Geek Buddies with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own and some of you reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. Well, look, this is pretty unusual for the Geek Buddies because this is not a superhero comic book uh, movie TV show Sir. thing. But, Sir, he oh, might be oh. a superhero. <laughs> um, I, um, or a supervillain. Oh, a supervillain. Depends, <laughs> depends on your point of view here. Uh, we are breaking 
down uh, our spoiler-filled review of Tiger King, the new Netflix uh, documentary series that just dropped about a couple, about a week and a half ago, and it has been storming up the internet. People are discovering it now that they're home, self-isolating, self-quarantine. I think this would have been a little bit of a mini sensation, but the fact that everybody's home, it became a massive sensation. Everybody's talking about it. I mean, people as disparate as Shackle, Shaquille O'Neal got dragged into this whole conversation. So crazy <laughs> stuff all around. We're going to break it all down and talk about it. I'm John Roca, writer, producer, and host here in Los Angeles. I'm Michael Vogel, a writer and producer of animated TV shows and movies. And I'm Shannon McClung. I'm an animation writer and a television actor, where you may have seen me on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Goldbergs, and 911. Yeah, and I thought uh, the perfect person to introduce everything is Michael Vogel. He's from the deepest part of the South of, uh, amongst the three of us, so he should be able to explain this better. He's probably grew up with people like this in Gainesville, I'm sure. Michael, take it away! <laughs> first of all, first of all, most of this takes place what was this place in Oklahoma? So just Fair slow enough. your roll. Well, we couldn't get uh, blue, so. <laughs> wow. uh, so yeah, so uh, Tiger King. Uh, Tiger King is a seven-part documentary currently streaming on Netflix that focuses on Joe Exotic, the owner of a tiger zoo in Oklahoma, and the antics of his life. Uh, yeah. Joe Exotic uh, is a, uh, by his own uh, description, a gay gun-toting, mm-hmm. mullet-wearing mm-hmm. hillbilly who owns over 200 tigers. Uh, <laughs> and um, the documentary is less about, it, it is about the world of large cat owners in America, that there's currently more large cats in captivity in America than there are free running wild in the world. Uh, and it kind of does show the seedy underbelly, uh, it does show the seedy underbelly of this world and the way people sort of use the tigers uh, for their yeah. own financial gain, for their own uh, popularity, uh, and, and what that really means. But that is by no means what has turned it into the uh, phenomenon that it is. The phenomenon that it is is that these are the most batshit crazy characters that you have ever seen in your life. And that the things that go on in this world of large tiger, uh, large cat owners, uh, is batshit insane. They are all crazy. They are all insane. And uh, I think that the draw of this documentary, uh, in in the in the in the way that the best documentaries do, uh, every time you think you've seen how crazy this world can get, uh, a new revelation comes along, a new character comes mm-hmm. along that you just can't believe it, and it literally does keep getting more and more insane. Uh, I think that's a good overview of what happens, uh, but that doesn't even begin to scratch the surface on the ridiculousness of this world (laughs) and these characters. So guys, what, you know, I mean, I know that last week we kind of covered it. And when Shannon and I said, we wanted to sort of cover Tiger King as just a geek buddy topic on the main show. John kind of was a little bit reluctant. He said it wasn't really a Mm. geek topic. He hadn't watched it. We did make him watch the first episode before we watched it. And I think uh, anyone who watched that episode saw that he said he probably wasn't going to continue with it. As he said, he still did. So, so John, what changed? What happened? What, uh, what, what's going on? Well, to be honest with you, you know, Lily and I burned through so many series now that we were home more, most of the time over the last few weeks, everything has been happening. So we, I, I've been more selective about what we watch because I want to enjoy the time that we're watching things. And I said to her, if you watch the first 20, 30 minutes and see if you like it, maybe. I mean, the guys say it's really cool. I'm seeing everyone talking about the Internet. I thought the first episode was good. I just thought it was a little weird. I don't know if I want to. It's a bit too south for me. I don't know if I want to dive deep into these characters. And uh, I, I went out to go get us some supplies. And when I came back 30 minutes later, she's like, 
oh, we're finishing this. We're absolutely <laughs> finishing this. So, I mean, because she loves people watching. And this is like the extreme form of people watching these kinds of people. And from that, we burned through five episodes in one day and then finished off the next two episodes the next day. Uh, and it was a hell of a ride. And it was really interesting and engaging. And it does, like you guys said to me, it does take twists and turns you don't see coming, uh, and there are some tr- there's some real tragedy involved in this as well, along with all the batshit nuttiness that's going on. There's a real-world tragedy that happens to some of these characters, some of these people in this, and also the animals. The animals is very tragic as well, what they endure, what you find out later, them getting shot once they're, being, once they're done with being used as props for money. Uh, they're euthanized things of that nature. I didn't know there was a whole world where people were like buying and selling tigers on the black market. I had no idea that was a thing that existed in this country. And when I saw the amount of numbers of tigers that we have in this country in captivity in people's personal fucking houses and zoos and whatever, that shit should be absolutely banned. There's no fucking way that should be happening in our country right now. Yeah, there's even a shot. I want to say it's in the first episode, uh, first or second episode, where they show all of these tigers. Because he says he has over 200 tigers. We don't see anything. 237. Yeah. yeah, we don't see anything near that number, except for this one shot where they're getting ready to be fed. And it looks like cattle. I mean, yeah. there are that many of them. And it, I mean, it, not, that, not that you can sit there and count them all, but it was at least 30 in a very, very small little area. Um what a crazy, crazy series. And the guy who was actually uh, producing the reality show that ended up getting nixed because all the footage was destroyed, I believe his name was Rick Kirkham. Um, when they yeah. show you that intro shot of uh, Joe Exotic in his throne with his cape and he's you know, <laughs> whipping his sunglasses off, this show, pr- had it ever seen the light of day, it probably would have been successful. I mean, it, oh, yeah. it reeked of like the, well, those like Discovery, Discovery Channel reality shows. Right. Well, and I think also probably part of the, I, mean, I think John's right. I think the fact that we're all stuck at home kind of made this just, it was ripe for, we all needed something to grasp onto in these crazy times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that like uh, Joe uh, Maldano or whatever his actual name is, Joe Exotic, is a complete... Uh, he doesn't fit into any mold like you want to put him in the you're a redneck right-wing gun-toting hillbilly which is true he is but at the same time he's also this crazy gay guy who's you know got multiple husbands who are half his age uh like there's no like it's almost like nobody really wants to claim him like the liberals are like he's not ours the conservatives are like he's not ours and he just exists and he's so odd and entertaining in his own right uh and and does have like despite how batshit crazy he is and despite all the horrible things he does to both animals and other humans Mm. there is a charisma to this guy that you just cannot look away like he really is just so insane and so ridiculous that you can't look away and they also do a good job of in any other uh world he would be the ultimate villain of a story but in yeah. his story and the way that it is laid out in this documentary, uh, everyone else around him seems so much worse. You know, yeah. Carol, who loves her cats and her kittens, who runs the who runs the uh, the preserve in Florida, who is the person that you arguably should be on yeah. her side because she's the one that wants to stop these uh, zoos and stop the uh, sort of the um, people using tigers for their own financial gain. 
but she's fucking crazy and according to the documentary very likely could have killed her husband i mean so she's yeah. insane and then you have a character like jeff lowe who comes in who you know sort of steals the zoo from joe or joe just sells the joe, the zoo because he's an idiot who is right. way worse for the tigers and is way more of a con man it's just like you're surrounded by just this seedy underbelly and the dregs of humanity in this series and you just can't even decide who you're rooting for, but it's just fascinating throughout. And what political yeah. office was he running? Was it governor? Governor. governor. So he won. Well, and president. Well, well yes. event, yeah, right, right. But he got 17% of the vote, which to, to Michael's point, the fact that, yes, there is, despite his craziness, there is an inherent charm to this guy where people like to listen to him. At the same time, I think it speaks to the public in general that 70% of the voting public in Oklahoma voted for this guy to be governor. Not that dissimilar from uh, someone else who's in office right now. Well, 17%, 17%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17%. I, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just real, str- I'm really struggling with the fact that I am currently single and, and can't seem to find somebody to date. And Joe Exotic had four husbands. Well, one, one who we don't see because he was married to him a long time ago before this documentary was shot, but then married to two dudes at the same time during this, uh, this series. And then uh, at the end, after, after they're gone, uh, gets another husband who he's currently still married to. Yeah. Yeah. It's mind blowing. And I understand your frustration, Michael, but then again, you wouldn't marry, you wouldn't marry these four guys, would you? I mean, it's a matter of like, yeah, you could marry who, you know, you could go down into the dregs of humanity and grab four of those guys and be husbands with them. Well, but you wouldn't enjoy that experience, I believe. Well, look, first of all, John, his toothless husband, who seems to think that the proper attire for being interviewed for a documentary is shirtless. Oh, my God. Uh, this is Lily couldn't stop talking about this. She could. She's like, doesn't he have a shirt lying around somewhere? <laughs> he got. He got some new teeth and he looks, maybe it's just that I'm stuck in quarantine and I've not seen anyone in a few weeks, but he looks better now that he has teeth. Well, he's straight anyway. Well, and, yeah, he he and Travis, he and the third husband both claim to be heterosexual. Yeah, yeah. But as with any sort of docu-series that comes out, now Netflixes tend to be a bit better, um, but with any series that comes out, there's always the people, there's always pieces that come out afterwards refuting some of the claims that the series has made. To, right, for, for, for John, he was asked, he, he gave an interview and he was asked, like, why'd you have your shirt off? It's like the producers said that would look better. He also already had his new, he had dentures. And they were like, no, nah, uh, looks looks better without it. So, there is, and, and Carol, look, although I still kind of think that Carol probably killed her husband, uh, she has re- she has released a very, very long explanation sort of refuting everything uh, in oh, the documentary wow. and saying that she was sort of lured in by saying that this was going to be sort of a very uh, pro-animal, how, t- you know, like, like that it was going to paint her in a better light than it did. And she feels like she was sort of given the runaround and, and has her explanations for what uh what is sort of implied within the documentary that being said uh the florida sheriff's office where in the town where carol lives has reopened i mean i guess a cold case never really gets closed but they have put a detective back on the case because now they are getting so many phone calls about it uh and and he kind of did imply that like the entire investigation was a little shady so i think that there's still a lot more story there uh i did read an article that sort of says that um Tiger King does sort of erase bisexuality that like the whole concept that these two dudes were married to Joe Exotic and then, you know, like John went off and like hooked up with a woman. You're like, oh, see, he was straight the whole time. And you're like, well, 
there are people in the world that like men and women. Like, it's not just that they were like a straight dude jonesing for meth, although maybe they were. Uh, and his yeah. current husband has made it very clear that he is as gay as gay can be. So there you go. But uh, they're also speaking of that, though, uh, the um, uh, the one uh, character who got uh, their arm chewed off by the tiger. Ah, Seth. Yes. Seth. So yeah. Seth uh, is a, a trans character who they never bring up in the show. Like, yeah, I think they sort of painted her to be sort of just like a lesbian. But uh, trans, uh, I think... Uh, I think Saf goes by uh, he and him pronouns that uh, that Saf is actually transgender. Wow. So there's a lot of stuff that's coming out now that like you're learning even more, which I, I think actually yeah. just, I think Netflix has said they have so much footage that they might actually make more Tiger King, which in these times of uh, struggle, I think we would all embrace. But yeah, it is, it is just a crazy, crazy, crazy story. And I think that just, there's something about a world. It's the same reason that you like movies like Goodfellas or The Godfather. It's like in a world where all of your characters are bad, you sort of recalibrate to go, well, you're the least bad and you're the most bad. So I guess I'm rooting for you. But everyone's horrible. Everyone's horrible. <laughs> yep. Except the tigers. Oh, we didn't even talk about Doc Ant Antle or whatever and his and oh. his freaking cult of women. Well, and that guy is that guy has worked. In Hollywood. I mean, he yeah. has provided animals for a lot of productions. Mm -hmm. Then you find out, again, sort of the inner workings of how he has several uh, several women on hand, uh, makes them change their names, apparently, like yeah. gives them yeah. sort of like uh, their Indian names, aren't they? Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. he, he, he studied under a guru. Yeah. yeah yeah, the 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 yeah the 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 long-haired white guy in the safari outfit going around like he's Indian. That's not cultural appropriation at all. The whole other conversation. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, the whole thing is full of a subculture of some really insanely strange people, but well, they find each other, and that's the weird thing about it all is that there is a whole subculture of the you know. And I love the beginning. Yeah. They were like. The, the animal people are weird, but the cat people are fucking crazy. And they're like, they make it very clear that, that that's just right. That's essentially a, an opening thesis statement. And the entire documentary proves that point over and over again throughout the movie and throughout the show. And I know people still feel sympathy for, for Joe Exotic. I do not. He treated his he treated his staff like shit. He paid them crap. They were eating food from from uh, uh, from uh, you know Walmart that was thrown out that was past the due date. There is no way this sob wasn't making enough money to feed these people legitimately, pay them a legitimate wage. But again, it's oh, the oh no no oh no no hold on. It's I agree with everything. It's the thing of the rich. The uh, trying to getting as much as possible but, from buddy the buddy. I had to break it to you. Joe Exotic does not count as a rich person. He well, was by no like like look. I agree with they were, everything. If they were said. costing no, no, no. thirty thousand dollars a year to feed a tiger, and he's got two hundred tigers, that's a rich person. No, he oh he he had a zoo, and the zoo had expense. Look, look, I'm not I'm not defending Joe Exotic by any means, but what I'm just pointing out is, you are right. Like he was his his employees were treated like shit. They lived in those crappy ass trailers. Yeah. They uh they were they were you. Eating expired meat before he started using the expired meat for the pizza restaurant at his zoo. Uh, but, but what I'm saying is, by no means was Joe Exotic some like rich guy living in a mansion. Like he was also no, a poor trash person. Like they, they, the, all of these people. Like this was a documentary about the lower end of the economic spectrum. And even though mm -hmm. these people had their zoos. 
Doc Antle or whatever, I, you could argue probably had uh, had more money. His zoo looked a little bit nicer, yes. and uh, and he, but but it is living quarters. Here. None of these people are like are like living the high life. Like they are all living in this world where they are buying and selling tigers and struggling. And and to your point, to live in this world, if you're gonna own these animals. There's a lot of expenses that go into it. So as much money as you might be mm. taking in, you're spending that money to keep doing this thing. And you get to the point, and yeah. this is where it gets awful. Like, I think the saddest part to me about the documentary is uh, probably the very, very end of it, where you see uh, Joe talking about the chimpanzees that he had to give away, where he finally sort of realizes that, at least in yeah. terms of the documentary, that he, um, that he did sort of keep all of these animals caged. Uh, and kind of prevented them from having this life. And you do, I think somebody actually says that, you know, when he first started out, he kind of did really love these tigers and wanted to use them to educate. But this whole seedy underworld of big cat owners sort of pulls you in and you get to the point where he got where you are pulling cubs away from the mother so that you can uh, either sell them for a ton of money or use them to for photo opportunities to make money. I mean, like, it's just gross. It's just well, gross. Also, also the lure of fame. This idea, I mean, releasing those music videos and those songs and, you know, selling sex gel and then also taking pictures of himself in a throne, like all that stuff and hiring the guy from Inside Edition that Shannon mentioned earlier. This is a guy who was desperate for fame. That is also what corrupted him. It wasn't just the that world itself. It was also the desire to be this kind of like, um, I don't know, God, dare I say it, outlaw in this world of the cat stuff that whole i mean him shooting dolls of carol baskin is insane him with the snakes and so it's just it's just a, a lesson overall yes in the moment people are gonna love your video and they're gonna think it's cool that you're going after an enemy like this and they're gonna think, oh my god that's crazy they're gonna share it it's gonna go viral but that's momentary or temporary look at the long-term effect of doing this it helped build a case against him by the government whether you believe they kind of fixed it or rigged it or whatever they still had enough evidence from the videos that he shot himself of doing these things to somebody that were in the temporary moment cool but afterwards, they certainly paid a price in the long I mean, like, run uh, and cost him his freedom. For 22 years now, he's apparently sentenced in jail. Sure, but he's more famous now than he's ever been his entire life. So what? He's still in jail. Yeah. Do, yeah. I don't know if they get, do they get Netflix in prison? They, I, I, well, wouldn't take, gets, I wouldn't take fame in exchange for jail any day. No, I think, no, I think, no, of course you would. He would. Uh, yeah, his, his current husband, uh, oh, where is it? I just had it Dylan open Passive. and I just lost it. Yeah, Dylan, Passive. Dylan Passive. Dylan Passive said, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's answering, Joe, Joe is in jail, like answering emails, uh, has a ton of new fans. People are loving it. He sees all the memes. He sees the things that are popping up. Like, he he has gotten his wish. He is now more famous than he has ever been and probably ever will be in his entire life. And everybody thinks that Carol, including Cardi B, who tweeted about it, everyone yeah. thinks that Carol killed her husband. <laughs> well, we should all listen to Cardi B, noted uh, forensic pathologist Cardi B. About Cardi B's greatest quote, greatest tweet. Cardi B tweeted, "Oh Carol, you think you slick, don't you?" And that was the best tweet of the week. <laughs> right. he's guilty yeah i know i get it i get it um what uh what were, what were both of your uh if you had to pick like one moment your most what the fuck oh. this is crazy moment what is it 
Um, Great when, question. When Joe Exotic claimed that one of his employees had put cologne on his boots, and that is what drew <laughs> that tiger. And you actually, you, you, that was almost a, a man being eaten on, on camera because three of them were there. And he had to pull out that that handgun, which he said he, that was that was that was for people. And granted, he didn't shoot them. He shot he shot by them, so the noise would scare them. But as he was sort of limping off, you heard him say, "I'll I'll shoot you between the eyes." Like that. Yeah. I can't imagine getting into any sort of in- enclosure with one tiger, much less the amount that were in that uh, in that cage. I, by the way, my favorite part about that is then it like instantly cuts to Carol. I didn't kill, I didn't feed my husband to a tiger Baskin. Who goes, <laughs> who goes, I mean, you wouldn't even put perfume on somebody if you wanted the tiger to eat them. You would put something they like, like sardine oil, you know, something like that. And like for someone, for someone who did not kill their husband, that is oddly specific, Carol. That well, was, that was, the, that the was my writer. Shannon McClung reaction moment. When she said that, I was like, that was my Shannon McClung reaction <laughs> When she pointed out that her meat grinder, she's like, we couldn't fit a guy in there. It's like, sounds like you've tried. <laughs> we couldn't fit a hand in there. <laughs> All right. So now, okay, that was yours. Johnny, what about you? What about what's your, uh, I don't, what I don't, most- I, dude, the whole fucking thing is a what the F moment. I mean, like, seriously, the whole thing is just batshit crazy from, uh, from Doc Antle. Oh no, here it is. Yes, I found it. And it is a human one. It is when, with absolutely no shame in on and a stupid fucking smirk on his face, Jeff Lowe goes, yep, she's about to have the baby, and then she's going to hit the gym right afterwards, and here's the nanny. And you're just like, what is wrong with these people, I mean, these women who get with guys like this? Look, I've been told that the future is female. That can't be the future that's female, for God's sakes. It drove me insane watching that, because I was just like, is this still happening in 2020, are people still like creating their mini harems and women are okay with it who get involved with these dudes? It's just mind blowing. That was the moment. Like all the other stuff was nutty and they were all nutty. So it, it was an extension once I accepted. But that moment, there was just, just a brazen audacity about it that I was just like, wow, this is the level that we're playing with here. I think from, um, I think first Travis is suicide. And the fact that you see the, uh, the, see that you see the guy's reaction when Travis Wait, shoots that's himself a great, yeah. is that's a crazy. Yeah. But, but wow. beyond that, which is, which is probably the most tragic, horrible, upsetting thing on the human yes. side that happens in, yes. in the series. Um, the fact that Joe, it was a multi-tiered thing. Cause you kind of like, it was a slow reveal. The fact that Joe talked about Travis's balls at his funeral, then sang at the funeral and then you find out that he had invited Travis's mother, who he's older than, to the funeral. It was just the one, two, three punch of just like, uh, we are off the reservation. Yeah. That and then the random shot of that other guy, the, the heavier guy who was sort of dealing with everybody. Where he was all of a sudden on a jet ski for no reason. Yeah. That makes no sense. Like I thought it was his twin that was coming in to I, save the day. Like, like so much so that I actually believe that the people who made the documentary went and said, Hey, we'd like to use you in the documentary. And he's like, okay, you can use me, but on one condition, I want one shot of me on a jet ski looking badass." And they were like, this shit is so crazy. Why not? Sure. Fuck it. Let's do it. Fuck it. Done. (laughs) Why stop now? Let's go all the way on this one. All the way. (laughs) 
yeah, I mean, we'll see if there's more Tiger King coming down the pike. I, 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 you guys talked me into it, but like really, Lindley pushed me over the line, and I'm glad she did because it was fascinating to watch. And they're not long episodes; they're about 45 minutes, 41 minutes, 50 minutes. So it's easily consumable and bingeable for anyone who is maybe on the fence and doesn't watch want to watch a full seven hours. It's actually pretty easily bingeable, and they lead right into the other. They really do like seamlessly lead right into the other. And oh yeah, they do right into it. They do classic. They do classic sort of like the Netflix hook. Like you get to the end of an episode yeah. and you're like, all right, it's good. And like you're like, yeah. So Joe's got his tigers, and that's what he's doing, and they're kind of eating expired meat. And then you know, Carol killed her husband. So next time on Tiger King, and you're like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you just did you just say Carol killed her husband? <laughs> I like those three ladies too, being like, "We're afraid of her," and she said, "If you guys say anything more, there'll be no money." You're like, "Wow, man!" When she breaks in to get the will. Like if 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 even half of what they said about her is true, there's no way she didn't do this to her husband. Well, no I way. will say it is it is actually really interesting. So if you do read, uh, maybe maybe we'll post it on the Twitter. But if you read Carol's yeah. sort of response, like she writes she writes a very it's a whole long thing, and she sort of goes piece by piece and refutes everything. And I'm not saying I believe her over the documentary or believe the documentary over her. If anything, her explanations for all of it about the uh her her husband's uh daughters and the ex-wife and everything make everybody yeah. look more awful like it's just like she's like no no this was the money he made this was the money we made and even the um the woman who was her husband's sort of uh uh executive assistant yeah, who yeah, yeah, yeah. they kind of paint in a very like he trusted her more than anything apparently according to carol's refusion of everything she was going in and trying to steal stuff and had stolen money previously from them so you know reading carol's thing it's sort of it, it just throws everybody under the bus that just it just makes everybody look dirtier which is fascinating yeah yeah it's just all a dirty seedy thing that we couldn't turn away from that's for damn sure <laughs> um all right well that's our spoiler filled review of tiger king let us know what you thought in the comments section below was it as batshit crazy for you or are these your family members let us know in the comments section below uh, remember to like and share this video on your social media and subscribe to the Outlaw Nation channel uh, right below there as well. Uh, Shannon, what can you tell them about uh, following us on social media? Yeah, if you would like to follow us on social media, on Twitter, it's at Geek underscore Buddies, on Instagram at The underscore Geek underscore Buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media, on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung, on Instagram at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you'd like to follow Mr. Vogel with the fingers, that's at MK2. And if you'd like to follow Mr. Roca, it's at The Roca Says. That's right. Uh, uh, and yeah, Mike, wherever you're wherever you're listening to this, uh, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, if you're watching us right now on Johnny's YouTube page, uh, subscribe, rate us, comment, stars, retweets, recommendations. Uh, the more that we get the conversation going, the more geek buddies we get, the longer we get to do this. So please yeah. uh, help us out. There you go. Kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. All right. Love it all. Thank you all so much for joining us here. And if you missed our full episode of Geek Buddies, we dropped that yesterday. So get go, go and uh, listen to that uh, and watch that as well. All right. Love to all of you. We'll talk to you. Hope you're doing all well. I hope you're doing well with the self-isolating and the self-quarantine. Don't forget to stay safe, stay healthy, stay healthy, stay six feet away from each other, and wash your damn hands, son. Wash your damn hands. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Enjoy exotic. We love you. Woo!
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.